0: Welcome to Brick by Brick. I'm your host, Emily Verbecki, and we're back for another conversation that will hopefully help us tell the story of a wonderful community that is Albion. And today's guest is a longtime resident of Albion, someone who has given his expertise to many communities and organizations over the year. Shane Williamson has recently started his own consulting firm focused on supporting nonprofits, and hopefully today he'll tell us a little bit more about his work. But we're looking forward to finding out about Shane's connection to Albion, this new adventure that he's going on as a small business owner um, located here in Albion and how his work is uh, impacting Albion's future in a positive way. So Shane, welcome. Thanks so Good much morning. for joining us.
1: Good morning.
0: So Shane, we always kind of start out and ask everybody what's their Albion story. Um, everybody has a different Albion story. So, um, So what's your Albion story?
1: Sure, sure. So, uh, my story starts with my dad. Really, um, grew up here his entire life, and when he joined the military, met my mother over in Germany, and that's where I was born. So, basically, my Albanian story starts over the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, but when I was three, we moved back, and this is where I've lived my entire life. So, we grew up here. I went to Albion public schools. Um, my parents owned um, a small pizza place downtown for a very short period of time in my childhood. Um, it's actually right where the hotel is uh, downtown. It was, it used to be Foxy Nails and Subway and that little tanning place. And there was a tiny little pizza place there for a very brief period of time. I remember it so vividly. Um, and then, um, you know, I graduated from Elving Public Schools. Um, I went on to college at Saginaw Valley State. And then I got my master's at Western. But after college, I moved right back to Albion and, uh, began working in Cowan County. So most of my career has been spent in Battle Creek, Albion, Marshall, um, area, and then recently in Chelsea for a while. And that was a lot of fun. Um, but that's, that's how I grew up here. And then, you know, I joined the school board when I finally felt I was mature enough to give back. Um, and that was a really interesting experience. And, uh, most recently got elected to city council, um, and then started my own business after, uh, being you know 10 years in uh, nonprofit fundraising, um, I decided to go out on my own and uh, start a consulting firm that would help other nonprofits. And conveniently enough, Albion had a few nonprofits that uh, could have used my expertise, and here I am.
0: And now you also have family here? You've started a family in the Albion area and made a choice to, to do that with oh, your wife? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. So I guess I left out the most important part. So <laughs> Elizabeth, uh, my obviously my way better half, um, she grew up here as well. Um, her dad was college faculty at Albion. And um, her mom has worked in nonprofit for a long time, uh, whether that was at Star Commonwealth or Museum in Jackson. But they, she grew up here. Uh, we were high school sweethearts. And then we weren't sweet for a few years after high school, uh, but then I um, then I got my stuff together after college, and we got back together, and uh, we've been together now, married for almost eight years. We have two beautiful children, uh, Noah who's four, and Jonah who's two, and we bought our house right here um, on Burn Street in Albion, and uh, we we did we did make this a choice. We made Albion a choice. There were a lot of really exciting things happening uh, before before a new bakery, before a new brewery, uh, before the boom. There was this groundswell of excitement after. The recession here in Albion, and you know, you, you know people, and you hear things that are happening. And um, we decided not to go to Marshall or to go to Jackson or Battle Creek. We thought, well, let's be a part of something that's really cool here locally and we you know we got it on the ground level and it's been really exciting ever since
0: yeah so you were one of the the people who could really see sort of the vision before things were there which I imagine that that's a huge part of your work in your consulting business is that you have to be able to sort of buy into visions before there's anything even there to be able to help organizations to be able to do that and help organizations sell that vision to to other groups right
1: oh absolutely so um, you You know, in the work that I do... um you know, it's getting on the ground level of most organizations. So it's someone saying, "I really want to start something cool and do it, and believing in it first. And you know, if if you can sell me and on, on your big idea, and it's not even in the, you know, it's not even there's no forks in the ground, there's no, um, there's nothing happening yet. Um, that's really exciting, and it, you know, it's a little bit of a gamble. It feels a little, it feels a little dangerous. Um, but then you start to see things happen. You know, and in an LBN, we saw things happen really, really fast. You know, we went from the big idea and vision. To here it all is right downtown, here it is out on Eaton Street. Um, You know, it's been really exciting. And so, part of what I do in my business is help people take their vision uh, and make it a reality. And it's been really exciting work.
0: So, your early career path, you said, was, you know, in. In the Battle Creek area, how has that helped you to sort of get to where you're at right now with your new business?
1: So, um, so living in Albion, and having worked in Battle Creek, in the nonprofit community was really exciting. So, I started out as an AmeriCorps Vista uh, for Kellogg Community College and uh, Hands On Battle Creek, which is a volunteer service organization. And um, you know, part of my job was to help connect nonprofits together, but also uh, link people to service learning opportunities to give back to their community. And that was like the very first thing I did right out of college. And then as part of that, I started to write grants or talk to people about supporting it financially. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm raising money <laughs> for um, for my next big job. and then And then my job after that, and then my next, you know, my next path. And so, and then I eventually i uh so I worked at hands on uh which was kind of merging with the United Way of Battle Creek and kalamazoo. Um, and then I moved into, uh, working for, um, a women's healthcare, uh, organization, which is really exciting work. Um, and there's, and there was lots of uh, momentum around fundraising in that space, which is a little more trial by fire, you know, something bad's going to happen. Let's raise money. Uh, and then I, and then I, and then I really got my feet wet, uh, with, uh, families and children at Star Commonwealth right here in Albion. I'm, um, I was offered an amazing opportunity to work in their, um, foundation, uh, and corporate relations program. And what an awesome mission to be able to support helping uh, children and families. It was incredible. And um, that's where you really learned about the heart and soul of organizations and what they're doing. Uh, and then I transitioned into uh, working for senior services. So helping to support people in their sunset years, mm-hmm. um, which is actually really, ex- it, it, it doesn't sound like it'd be sexy or exciting. <laughs> you know, it's not puppies or kittens, it's not cold, lonely people who need blankets. Um, these are people who've lived a long life, who've done a lot of cool things, have a lot of history, and just really need some care um, and some support. And that was a really, that was a really exciting uh, career. And so then you wrap that all up and, you know, foundations, corporate relations, um, you talk about uh, direct fundraising to uh, philanthropists who have the means and the wealth to be able to support. And I've had an incredible opportunity to learn and all of these different experiences and so now I've been able to um, start my business which is centered around connecting other places to those networks and those folks and helping them understand the art and science of fundraising and um, that's been a really fun uh, path to take. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also been really fun to see people succeed. So um, to watch people make those really valuable connections and to uh, see them uh, grow and grow their mission and their vision for their organization, really exciting work.
0: So with your expertise in non-profits and fundraising, tell us how you see Williamson Consulting having a positive impact here in Albion and within the surrounding areas?
1: So I, so for organizations who want to um, see their mission work, you know, one of the things that I think I bring to the table is a uh, vast amount of experience and training in um, how to fundraise, how to run an organization, how to strategic plan. Uh, you know, every funder, every philanthropist, they're looking for, well, I, you know, how could, if I support you now, what does that mean for the future? And I think that one of the one of the most important things you can do when being a startup is to have a plan for, okay, so the first year this is what we do into the third and fifth year. Uh, this is what we're gonna look like and this is how we wanna scale up and this is how many people we wanna serve. And I think that I bring those skills to the table. Um, I serve in different capacities in the community as well, uh, on different boards and things like that. And so I try to make sure that we're connecting people as much as possible. Uh, one of the things that I think is really important as a, as a small business owner and as someone who works in In the space is that is that you connect uh, services that are duplicated because, you know, one organization could be feeding people and another organization could be feeding people. They can be feeding a whole lot more people together and they could be maximizing their value and their um, ability to raise money to support their mission if they were working together. And I think finding those synergies between different organizations and bringing them together, um, is really, really, really valuable in the nonprofit space. And, um, places like Albion and Battle Creek and Marshall, there are lots of, uh, services that are duplicated, and if we can get them to kind of streamline and work together, then funders are going to be really happy and excited about that.
0: Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, well, it's the, the adage of not you know, don't work harder, just work smarter. Um, And so it sounds like you're able to sort of help those organizations connect the dots, um, connect with other organizations, learn from each other, and find opportunities to collaborate and and work together on those things. I think
1: the other big deal is helping people see bigger than themselves. So, you know, um, I think that Albion... Uh, has had a long history, at least the last 20 or 30 years, of being kind of down about the future, right? Like, they they, they haven't felt... um Positive or can we do much more than what we've always done? you know um, one of the things that's groundbreaking in Albion right now is that people who are moving and shaking and building new things and um, starting new businesses is that is that they're saying well it's not good enough for Albion anymore it's not um, it's not just okay to have messed up sidewalks and trash down the street it's it's not okay that's not that's not LBN. Um and so it's helping it's helping to bring everybody up to that saying you know this museum is not good enough for Albion anymore it's good enough for everyone and we want it to be a shining example or this organization is going to serve more than just a couple hundred people this year we're going to make sure everybody has something to eat in Albion and I think I think it takes uh, a groundswell of people to change that culture Um, and we're seeing it happen I mean there's some really exciting things happening in Albion and um, it just takes a group of people to kind of move that forward and um my company likes to, we would like to think that we're part of that. Like we want to be part of that uh, groundswell that says, okay, you can have, um, you can either have this really nice table here, or you can have the biggest table in LVN. And, and, and that's kind of where I think we, um, I think that's where we live in our mission at our organization.
0: That's awesome. So outside of your work with nonprofits um, within the, the Williamson Consulting, what else are you involved in? You kind of mentioned some of those other boards. What other kinds of things are you involved in within the Albion community?
1: So um, I currently am the um, chair of the uh, Greater Homer and Albion United Way. Uh, we have a really great um, executive director, Marcia Starkey. Um, this, that organization, I've been a part of that for over five years now. Um, it's a really special organization that um, really fills the needs in the local Albion and Homer area, so I, I love that. Um, I'm also um, vice chair for uh, the Kids and Stuff Children's Museum. I just um, got on that board, uh, was, was uh, invited, and I'm really proud to serve there as my kids live there <laughs> at least once <laughs> or twice a week, um, having been members there for a long time. Uh, and I also serve on city council, uh, for the sixth precinct, which is an honor to be a part of uh, city governance that way, um, it's been a learning experience. That's for sure. Um, so those are those are just a few of the things that I do outside of uh, my consulting my consulting work. Um, I also do like to go on vacation every once in a while. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. What? That's that's not possible. No. So you know, as you raise kids here in Albion, what what do you hope for? In their future for Albion.
1: So um, raising Noah and Jonah probably like is the biggest honor of my life. Um, having these two little crazy munchkins, um, and I have a lot of hopes and dreams for them, just like every parent has for their kid. But. One of the things I think of when I think about my kids going to school or living here is I want to make sure that they have every opportunity possible. That it doesn't have to be that we live in Detroit or we live in the metro area, that they have opportunities. It's that they can have just as many opportunities here in Albion. And so my hopes for them is that they're able to take advantage of every opportunity possible in this rural, this very interesting rural, but somewhat urban um, area in Michigan and making sure that, you know, going to you know, Marshall Public Schools here in Albion uh, is a uh, is a life maximizer for them, and that they're able to see themselves at Harvard or Yale or Albion College, um, and that they don't think that they have to go to, uh, you know, that they don't have to they don't have to limit their dreams. And so, I want to make sure that they can take uh, every opportunity they can uh, to succeed, and not feel like there, there's a limit to that. That's where I'm at. It
0: mm-hmm. has to then drive a lot of your work too. I mean, we all have our reasons why we do the things that we do. And for many parents, you know, our kids are a huge piece of that. And it sounds like um, for for you that, that that's true too.
1: Right. If, if I can work with any organization that touches children and families and serves the community to make this place better, that, I mean, selfishly, that really does benefit me in the end. It benefits my children in the end. You know, having a nice community at the end of the day is, is really important uh, for everyone. And most importantly, in my mind, at the end of the day, for my kids, and so, um, and I know that every parent feels that way. It's it's not just it's not just my kid. It's everybody everybody's kids that deserve to have a nice community, and it's really it's really nice to see big things happening here you know when you go to the bakery on a Saturday morning and you see parents in with their children you know we didn't have I didn't have that growing up in Albion we didn't have like the local bakery like it's really cool seeing their parents and toddlers noshing on donuts on Saturday morning um, while parents are sipping coffee you know it's it's a nice sight. it's something that we're doing right here in Albion and it, pres- it provides a sense of place and that's what I want for my kids.
0: Mm-hmm. So as a as a resident of Albion what issues or opportunities do you think are currently getting overlooked or forgotten? You know, certainly you're a part of organizations that are having lots of conversations about different things and, and maybe you're feeling like there's a topic or or something that people maybe aren't yet ready to talk about but you wish that they were or that it's a hard conversation and we don't yet feel like we're ready for it or maybe just sort of like or we aren't pushing our conversation far enough. We're starting to talk about things and there's this opportunity out out there and if we just allow ourselves and encourage each other to talk further about an opportunity that we would, that it would really set us up for something. Is there something that stands out to you as being something that we're not talking about that we should?
1: Well, I think, I think there's a couple. So I, you know, I have the unique position of of being on city council too. So, you know, you hear the, you hear a lot of the political stuff that comes, uh, comes our way uh, at city hall. But um, I think that we, I think we miss uh, some big things sometimes in Albion when we talk about our future. And one, so one of the things that the city grapples with right now as a whole, like resident all the way down from individual resident all the way up to city government is our infrastructure, you know, our roads, our uh, sewer system, our water, uh, people are really kind of they're they're keying in on that, and that's a that's a really big macro project, right? Like that's going to involve more than just me on city council and you a business owner. Um, that's going to involve a big project. Um, I think we miss a bunch of things when we focus just on that, and so one of the things. Um, that I, that I like to think about are like, what are we doing with our parks? What are we doing with uh, the cleanliness of our community? Um, how are we improving opportunities for children and families to play and do work here? So, um, you know, uh, keeping up our parks is huge, and we need to invest money in that. And those are things that are... Uh, short-term huge gains you know and it drives other things right so we have really nice parks we have really nice open spaces we have a walkable community basically Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you have people like well i need to put storefronts here or i need to i need to improve my own personal property so so that my house isn't the the crappy house next to the beautiful park. <laughs> you know, I don't look like the haunted house next to the man shell. You know, it's like I think, I think if we uh, work on some short-term gains um, that are quick, that uh, are max value, bang for the buck, um, I think that drives the excitement around the bigger projects. So, like, you know, we fix a few things with our parks. We fix a few things with our sidewalks. And then we can say, okay, look at what we've done. Now let's move on to the bigger project as time and politics wears on with the infrastructure and roads, you know. You know, we had a big election year recently where we were fixing the darn roads. Um, But that's going to take time, and we all know that. And our roads are still bumpy, and they were bumpy four years ago, and they're bumpy now. But if we have money and energy around other things, um, we could really make some, I think, some big things happen in the community that aren't just roads, which are going to make people mad. (laughs) (laughs) Because then you hear assessment and taxes, and then all of a sudden everyone's angry. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's right. Yes, exactly. Let's not talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) So in your work in you know with your your own personal business and the nonprofits that you are members of and, and a part of city council, certainly that probably doesn't leave much time for doing other things. But we always like to kind of hear um, if, if people, don't know who you are, um, but they were to run into you around town um, and go, oh, this is, you know, this is Shane Williamson, or you introduce yourself. What might they find you doing if if you weren't (laughs) doing your work in your role as a city council member or your business or what else might they find you doing?
1: you might find me chasing down two toddlers down Burn Street most days. Um, No, but I mean, uh, we we try to do as much shopping as we can here in the town. um, And we also try to attend as many of the local events as as our children can handle. Um, So you might see me at Kids and Stuff Children's Museum. You might see me at Family Fair trying to pick up some ads and ends. Um, You you might see me walking through the park, especially Victory Park. Um, That's the one closest to my house. Um, Yeah, And then you might see my wife and I out on the Nature Center Trail at Albion College. My wife is an Albion alum, and we actually got engaged out on the um, uh, Nature Center Trailways along the river. Um, and so we we try to we try to take the kids and be outside as much as we can because well it makes them tired and it's got a little bit of a sentimental value to us as well and so those are the kind of the things that we enjoy doing um, and that's what you'll probably find me around town doing if I'm not getting in trouble with any organization or city council. <laughs> Never.
0: <laughs> Well, Shane, we really appreciate your time today. Certainly nonprofit organizations are playing an important role in Albion's revitalization. We're very thankful to have your expertise to lean on and to support us as, as uh, organizations are working to help Albion move forward. And we really appreciate your time today. Thank you. you.
1: Thank you. And um, I, I love to serve. So thank you for having me.
0: Wonderful. If you have any feedback or suggestions about who we should interview in the future, please get in touch with us either on the website um, at downtownalbion.com or you can comment on a podcast, give us um, feedback on who you think should uh, be on and and share their Albion story. We hope that you'll join us next time on Brick by Brick. Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast either on iTunes or soundcloud.com. You can also find and listen to each episode on our website, downtownalbion.com forward slash brick by brick. Until next time, we hope to see you around town.